0: did have a, a, a you know it's really helped free up the other guys uh you saw them chipping you know guys chipping them out and on the way out to the route you know so that certainly helps other guys and i thought our rushers were really rushing well and got some good pressures let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: Ryan, when I listen to Matt Eberflus talk about anything with the Bears and say something positive, it just sounds like Ron Rivera trying to say anything positive about my uh, wow. commanders. kind of the same that's thing.
2: The, that's the coach comp you got for him.
1: Yeah, well, when they well, try to just try to, you know, just squeeze out any bit of positivity at the end because you're tired of answering negative questions. Still, uh, some
2: football to be played, but who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, that's Ben Johnson. Johnson answering those questions. Oh. Maybe it's maybe it's Jim Harbaugh answering those questions. I'd much rather Harbaugh be in Chicago so
1: we can have Ben Johnson in Washington. Going to be honest with you.
2: I'll yeah. That. Now that I have to live here, I kind of want Ben Johnson here.
1: And too. that's and that's the right answer. Yeah. That's 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 what you should do. Mark Rody jumps on with us. Uh, covers the Bears. Six seventy. The score in Chicago. Bears. Bears the Bears. Uh, man, I got to be honest with you, Mark. This. I think <laughs> Panthers, Bears, I mean, the Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites. This is a game, game that could year. be, ju- yeah, game of the year is what Trista says, and totally agree with that. It's The total's 38-and-a-half in this. This still feels like an under to me, too. I mean, just looking at these two offenses and the struggles that they have, what's just your feel of what this game should look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can just, like, this is one of those games where some of the just basic numbers count. The Bears are 2-7. and seven, Carolina is 1-7. and seven. Uh, passing yards the Bears are 26 Carolina is 21st points allowed Carolina 31st the Bears 28th so neither is putting great defenses nor offenses down on the field uh, for this game so yeah I mean it's hard to imagine a scenario where this game just you know goes absolutely crazy in any way shape or form I think from you know there's interesting storylines obviously with the bears in carolina having done business before the draft bears trading the number one which you know the bears the big sweet get so far for the bears there was dj moore bryce young was the prize for carolina and so you know on top of everything else you'll have two rookie quarterbacks and bryce young and tyson bagens uh, going at it tomorrow night
2: Mark, how do you feel about the Bears' defense, though? I thought they played really good against New Orleans, especially if you go back and you look at they have to play without Edmonds in that game. They don't have uh, Jaquan Brisker in that game. And the Saints still average only 4.9 yards per play. I mean, they had a lot of help because there were five turnovers they were gifted in that game. But I think the defense has actually been a little bit better than we projected this season. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, it, it, it is getting better. And I will say that the game against the Saints was so much better than the previous week against the Chargers where the defense was got off. And they were just like fundamentally missing tackles and just looking awful, quite frankly. But, you know, previous to that even, and then obviously with the good example you just gave for the game against the Saints. Yeah, you're seeing a team that has all of a sudden gotten so much better, especially at stopping the run, too. This is a team that was in the in the basement of that category, and last I checked, they were third in the league at at, at stopping the rush. So that's gotten really good. You know, the one area, too, that they're still looking to, you know, get better – and as far as their defense, and they obviously just made a big deal in terms of trying to get it better, is getting to the quarterback. They're still, you know, it's going to take a while for Presto Magic with Montez Sweat for him to, to get going, but he's already affecting things because other guys are going to get one-on-ones because he's there. So getting to the quarterback, guys, is, is where the Bears really just have gone wrong for a while now.
2: Mark, were you surprised that, that they made that move at the deadline? Because I think a lot of people that cover the NFL thought maybe the Bears would be selling and not buying.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by it. That one I did not necessarily see coming. I mean, it's not—it wasn't a complete off-the-wall shocker, just based on their needs. But not, it you know, from being at Hallis Hall every day and having sources, um, it didn't sound like anything was really cooking in that regard and maybe too like we were so focused on what was going on with the you know the Bears best cornerback Jalen Johnson because you know he's been willing to talk about it and you know even Brian Poles responded to his you know pleas for an extension of the money that he's wanting so so yeah and the Montez Sweat deal did surprise me but uh, at the end of the day I, I think it was a good thing for the Bears to do despite the risk of giving up a second-round pick again.
2: Yeah, especially because you could pay them right away, right? Like, you have – the Bears have a ton of cap space, and they're going to have two first-round picks that we know about. So I think that move is saying, like, maybe – They're not as far off as we think. They think maybe they could compete next year. And you look at the rest of the division, if the Lions lose Ben Johnson, Green Bay doesn't look very good. And then the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is most likely gone next year or not available to play. So do you think that Justin Fields is the guy, especially if you have the two first-round picks and Caleb Williams is available or Drake May is available? do you think they have to go quarterback or do you think maybe Justin Fields gets another shot and you get a Marvin Harrison or something like that
0: yeah I think Justin Fields still has a lot to prove and for his sake and you know his future with the Bears anyway I hope that he does get back quickly and that the the extra days between games after the Thursday nighter will be what it takes to to get him healed because I'm I'm trending no right now with him um, in terms of being you know, like a big the the future of the Bears. I I, I you know that the reason that I I can't complete that I put the tr- the trending qualifier before that is what still is in my head and hasn't left it yet is the the back to back games where he looked really good yeah. passing the football the the game against denver which ultimately the bears lost in grand fashion because they blew a massive lead but the week after was the game against washington where justin field dominated the game with his arm so and then it, it went bad the week after that again um against minnesota i believe it was so I, i'm still allowing those two games to inform me a little bit going forward but it's, it's really going to have to look like that for me to think that he's going to be around. Well, he might still be around next year, but wow. to the original question, yeah, they would have to draft a quarterback if things don't get you know vastly better. What would that also mean then for the coaching staff after all this? <laughs> that, that's you know, that's a, a question that within Halif Hall, we reporters are kind of divided on hmm. right now in terms of, what does happen like if this is another horrible season record wise if there isn't some sort of you know five or six game winning streak this year yeah there's going to be whispers about Matt Eberflus's job my gut is is that he stays the reason i say that and you know unless it just goes terribly awfully wrong is if it hasn't been off the rails um, i say that just because Ryan Poles every time he's had a chance to talk about and Ryan Poles the GM Every time he's had a chance to talk about Matt Iberfoos, it has been in what I feel to be genuinely glowing terms. He gave a recently, with all the chaos going on at Hallis Hall with the firing of, a, of another coach, the running backs coach, got, got canned for some untoward behavior, um, that, that he complimented Iberfoos for guiding the team through that. It sounds like Paul genuinely likes him, so then the question becomes the guy above You know, Ryan Poles, the the president, the the big guy. Um, If Kevin Warren will really allow Ryan Poles to have the autonomy when it comes to hiring and firing coaches, and I believe if he does have that autonomy, that Eber stays.
2: Hey, Mark, I hate to switch gears. i got to do it really quick. Uh, The Chicago Cubs, I can't believe that Craig Council's actually going to manage this (laughs) baseball team and since you used to cover the team, do you believe that they're actually going to spend some money in free agency? Because it's a, it's as a Cub fan, uh, you know, it's been a weird offseason already because Marcus Stroman opts out. He's going to test free agency. Cody Bellinger, I was hoping, like, maybe, you know, you're able to bring back. Are you going to be a believer in the Cubs this year, like they could turn it around quickly, or do you think it's going to be a three-, four-year process?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, if they're talking about Spending eight million dollars a year on a manager, which is twice what the second most makes, and that was Terry Francona. So, like, if you're going to do that and just turn the baseball managerial salary structure upside down here, you better that better be saying that you're you're planning on going all in on players as well. Unfortunately, one thing I did hear Jed Hoyer say. Was you know in all of his talkings at the GM meetings is that it doesn't necessarily mean that, and it feels like there's this other side yeah. that people are saying, yeah, just because he did it in Milwaukee with the lower payroll, oh, let let's see what you can what kind of magic it can work with our payroll. So I hope it means. More of that, but uh, it doesn't sound like Jed is just going to go, you know, old-school Yankees or anything like that.
2: Yeah, not to switch back years back again to this Thursday night matchup, but I'd be curious what players you think for the Bears have the best matchup because we like to play props here. Obviously, DJ Moore is, is an obvious one because he's just the go-to guy. Uh, anybody else here that you like?
0: Mm, well... um Cold combat, Mark. Don't <laughs> overthink it. <laughs> Don't. No, that, no, that's how no, you pay I, the man. I was I was thinking about him, but I was also thinking the sigh was for Darnell Mooney. Uh, just because he had a really nice game last week, and I do wonder if they want to uh, – there did seem to be a really good rapport with Tyson Bajant and Darnell Mooney. So that's the guy that I'm tending towards. The problem, though, is it's been put in into D.J. Moore's head – that, you know, like, he, since he shined in that Thursday night game against Washington when he had the crazy 200 yard game, and uh, so, you know, to expect, and then he's going up against his old team, too. So, I wonder if, if Tyson Bajin will want to reward him and make it his night, and that the Bears are going to want to make it D.J. Moore's night. How's that for you?
2: Mark, do you actually, I got one, do you believe that Bajin could be like the backup of the future? I was texting uh, Ostrowski the other night because I'm a huge fan, especially when I found out that his uh, dad is an ex arm wrestler, professional arm wrestler. (laughs) Do you think he could be a solid backup though? I mean, I don't know that he's a starter, but he's good if you don't have to, if he doesn't have to air it out like 20 or more yards down the field.
0: Yeah, I think um, he's got a chance at being uh, the the Bears' backup, I certainly don't take that out of the realm of possibility. But yeah, he's got a ways to go before you can say that he is like legitimate NFL caliber, whether it's you know backup, third string, starter, whatever the case may be. Because we saw some things, or and have seen things exposed when they ask him to do more, or if he tries to do a little bit more. And I do worry with him when you and I, when all of us can can watch it and see that not a whole lot of zip on that football. Yeah. You know, he can throw deep, but, you know, the, the velocity with which he throws it makes me nervous. So you know, just in inter- I feel like men- it, it seems like the opposite with him. Though he seems like he's got the mental part of of the game down, like he really understands quarterbacking and breaking down film and and studying and all of that stuff. But I just wonder if he can overcome some of the the physical tools that he doesn't really have in, in a classic way for a quarterback.
1: Yeah, and there's sometimes with young quarterbacks where we can just tell like kind of what their ceiling is, and then there's some where you expect the ceiling maybe to be higher than what you've seen so far. Like Bryce Young, for example. I mean, it has not been a great year for him at all. C.J. Stroud has obviously overshadowed him certainly, but, you know, we we look at a Panthers team that's lost a lot of games, a bad offensive line, uh, Thielen is their number one receiver, and you just kind of look and go, well, of course, Bryce Young doesn't look great because he has nothing around him. When you've watched him, and then obviously what you would maybe expect to happen in this game here, do you kind of look at this and go, "Uh uh-oh, this could be really bad for the Panthers, or is it more of, "All right, let's pump the brakes, there's not a lot around him, he's a rookie, like, we gotta give this kid a little bit of time, kind of similar to what I guess the mindset at least was supposed to be in Chicago with Justin
0: Fields Mm, yeah like um yeah it'll be interesting especially since I mean he's he's coming off a Bryce Young's coming off a three interception game against Indianapolis Mm -hmm. yeah I bet them that wasn't good (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't want that trend to continue if you're Bryce Young and I get it look I mean it, we expect lights, camera, action! on all these guys, all these you know top-notch quarterbacks, and I'm like that too. You know, it's like let's let's go, let's see the big numbers, let's see let's see what you got. Everybody wants it right away, but I do think that Bryce Young is like a lot like to your point. You know, once he, they start to build around him and realizing the the real strengths that he has, and they they and you know obviously he's going to be the centerpiece then that's when you start to look at him and say, um, you know, what, what is he all about? But, you know, you kind of get that rookie year by, but he's got to be thinking too, in this game, you know, he understands the relationship between the bears and Carolina, as I was talking about earlier, and that the bears essentially said, you know, um, we we're not interested in Bryce young and CJ Stroud didn't blow us away. So we're sticking with our guy. So, I don't know. I might be taking the, the what's in their brains a little bit too far, but I would think that there might be a little piece of that from, uh, from Bryce Young. But I also think from a Bears perspective, they got to be preying on him. I mean, eight touchdowns and seven interceptions this year, three of them last week. He's got a pretty decent completion percentage, says Bryce Young. But I, you know, you're going to have two vulnerable quarterbacks in this matchup.
1: Yeah, time and time again, we just get it kind of reconfirmed that it's just not that easy to draft a quarterback in the NFL. Even if it's the first <laughs> round, even if it's number one overall, teams miss all the time. Mark Rody, six seventy, the score in Chicago. Appreciate the time, man.
0: My pleasure, guys. Have a great night.
1: Yeah, like I'm not ready to just completely write off Bryce Young. I think that would be stupid for anybody to do. But it doesn't mean you can't watch and go, "Oh, there's some, there's some red flags. There's some the cover concerns." For me tomorrow night,
2: I'm right <laughs> off. Well, that's I need some money. Different story. I need money. Like in a how high. Money! Uh, you know who's helping me out, guys? Who? The UConn Lady Huskies, up 41. If they win by literally 50 points, and, and the Goose model, a.k.a. my uncle's model, mm-hmm. is right. The model. He's, he's the greatest. He's 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 the, the, the Billy Capricorn. Walters of women's college basketball. If
1: that happens, can you stop being selfish and start yeah, yeah. sharing I gave his you picks guys with us? He did you did not give us, us anything. You lied. I We're said
2: UConn.